are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. back welcome back everybody to the dynasty rewind i'm your host michael bauer coming to you in your ear holes and on your tv if you're watching us live on the youtubes great to be back like always really glad that you're joining us before we get into it tonight we have a great episode because we always do let's be real but let's hear from our sponsors over at dynastyowner.com the read-through might be slightly outdated but the episode's not do you think you're smarter than an nfl gm do you think you're the best of fantasy football here's your chance to prove it dynasty owner is the only patented fantasy sports game using actual nfl salaries and contracts you manage your team from all levels owner to general manager to coach dynasty owner is for the smart elite fantasy football player there is no offseason in dynasty owner the rookie draft matters free agency matters and every contract matters just come to a startup in 2020 using actual nfl players contract and salaries then improve your team each year with a three-round rookie draft and by trading players and draft picks you could win weekly prizes seasonal prizes and compete in the chase for the ring the mobile app is in development and will be ready to download on ios which stands for intelligent operating system i believe and android in time for rookie drafts this may hey that's now it's almost june mock drafts are open now on desktop and mobile browsers to learn more and mock draft for free go to www.dynastyowner.com please make sure that if you go there and you heard it here you tell them that we sent you i believe right now you get in and there's a waiting list that you have to get on everything started there's only a limited amount that of leagues that they're doing of 12 team leagues i think it's a thousand 12 team leagues so if you want to get in, you have to get in now. Enough of that. Let's get to the show. I'm just going to move in order. So I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Nice to see you. Unless you're looking at me for the first time, just listen to the pod, don't watch. But joining us, we have Nate Christian. How's it going, Nate? Oh, it's going great. I'm excited. That's good. Are you hype? I'm hype. No D. Hype. Uh, no D at the end. <laughs> we got we got Chev and What's good, Chev? What's up, guys? Team Gibson here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> trust me we will be getting to that later um we also have uh the opponent in super fight three we got phil porkman simmons what's good porkman not much man i'm just enjoying my day it's my daughter's birthday today it turns two so oh well, it's a great day for me happy birthday to your beautiful little girl mm-hmm. but um the hammer for the evening is james jimmy wakefield so he's our very special guest tonight um Jimmy, I can tell you right now, right off the bat, you're a better man than I, and here's why. You're doing something for charity, man. That's awesome. So um, before we get started talking about the charity, tell us a little bit about, about yourself. You know, when did you start playing fantasy football? Uh, ninth grade sports sports management class in high school. No, okay. That's awesome. So just to, to gauge your – how old are you now, if you don't mind us uh, 30, asking? 31. All right, so you've been playing for a little bit, been playing for a while. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're no slouch. But um, so the charity that you're starting here, this charity tournament, um, this is the Triple S Showdown, correct? Yes, that's correct. And Triple S does have a meaning. Can you mm-hmm. explain that to us? So, yeah, we were just trying to think of a fun little theme we could throw in the title. So we just came up with something kind of cool. The Our tournament is themed. So each league 
that we create is named after a fictional sports character, like a famous one, to make it a little fun, make everybody laugh a little bit when they see Becky the Icebox, so Shea League or Chet the Rocket Stedman League. Um, so the S stands, the first S stands for uh, the stars, and those are the characters we use from the fictional movies. The other S is studs, that comes from the fantasy football players we use to make fun of our friends and compete. And then the S is the stands for simpletons, and that's the everyday fantasy player, and that's what this tournament's about. It's for the everyday fantasy player. Okay, awesome. Uh, what, what charity does this benefit exactly? So we decided last year that we wanted to donate to the charity called My Stuff Bags Foundation. Uh, they basically help newly orphaned children and orphaned children who are in orphanages for a while by what they call, they give them their little own bag. And the bag usually contains things like blankets, uh, school supplies, backpacks, toys, things these kids wouldn't have otherwise, things these kids can call their own for for once because most of these kids never had anything that they can call their own. Yeah, that, I'll tell you what, man, that that's great, um, especially with everything that's – all the turmoil that's going on out there. Um, you know, you, you're a great guy, Jimmy, honestly doing something like this, putting it together, taking your, your free time to do this is great. Yeah. So you said you live on uh, Long Island, right? Yep. Long Island, New York. Bears, Jets. I'm sorry, Bears. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry I said Bears. Tyler, <laughs> official fan Tyler, has chimed in. He says the Bears suck. Can you guys see the chat? By Hold the way? on. Wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> you can't see the chat? Okay. So Tyler's this – is, this is official fan Tyler, by the way. So What's, who's, who's his team? The Eagles. Exactly. <laughs> um, so Jimmy – are you um, Giants or Jets? Painfully, I'm a Giants fan. Well, you got Saquon. I mean, okay, let's let's be real here. Painfully, you're a Giants fan, or really painfully, you're a Jets fan. No, I'm a Giants fan, <laughs> born and raised. But I mean, what's worse, right? Yeah, let's be we have the Super Bowls. That's right, you do. So, and I mean, you have a chance to be. We also have Gettleman. <laughs> this is him and his big binder. Hey, all you big need right. Saquon, dude. Give give that ball to Saquon. That's all you really need. The whole game. So um, so this charity tournament, the Triple S Showdown, this is on Sleeper, correct? Yeah, we decided to host it on Sleeper. So yeah, I like this, okay? And here's why. Sleeper is free. Um, yep. In today's day and age, we all use Sleeper. I would mm-hmm. say probably for the majority of the leagues that we're in, right, guys? Yeah. yeah. They're the best yeah, platform. They're so easy to use on phone. Yeah. And yeah, computing, I guess we could say, is done by our phone. It's it's in our hand all the time. It's in our pocket. It's in our backpack, whatever. Yet there is that that group of people that swear by MFL. So, you know, Jimmy, a lot of these charity tournaments and these showdowns like this, they still go MFL. Now, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that MFL probably cuts them a break and doesn't charge them because they're getting the free advertisement, I would assume. So why Sleeper? Is it just because it's easier, because it's free? You like the platform? Which is it? Definitely not easier. One, I love the platform. It's my favorite. I used to use ESPN. Once I found Sleeper, I never went back. I can't do ESPN again. Yeah. Man. I can't. I used Yahoo once, and I did not like the way Yahoo organizes things. That was that was out for me. Me and my co-owner at the time last year, we decided we looked into MFL. I didn't really know if they would give us anything free if we wanted to do this, and honestly, I didn't know if this was going to pick up steam. And I figured if we went for MFL and we were nobodies, they were going to charge us. That take money away from the charity. That would make me 
charge a higher donation fee to get people in. Um, so we decided to run it on Sleeper to see how it worked. And doing it on Sleeper lets me put my own customizations into it. Like, so I don't have to worry about MFL, um, their playoff structure or them keeping track of it. I could do it the way I want to do it, customize it and keep track of it all myself and get it out to all the leagues. I will say the sleeper for as good as it is and it's free and um, graphically speaking, sleeper is way easier on the eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have some shortcomings and I've tweeted at them about this. The first thing they need is a counter button. Counter yeah. off a button. The one thing where this might be beneficial for you, in my opinion, um, MFL gives you the commissioner to be in a league just as a commissioner. I don't know if sleeper has that yet. Do you guys, do you guys know, Jimmy, do you know, I mean, you set this all up. So what do you mean? I don't think so. Yeah. Like, um, so oh, if you... oh yes, yes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Sleeper just in, in last year, they let you do this. They allowed you to override the league capacity. Okay. So you, you can have more than the 12 members in the league in the league. So I'm in every single charity league, but I don't own a team. That's cool. How, how many oh, okay. leagues are there? Just right. the- we just hit sixteen yesterday. Wow, <laughs> that's, nice. that's, that's awesome. a lot of leagues to mm-hmm. to be in and not actually be in. I mean, that's a lot. I made one. <laughs> one of those. Still, that's. Ooh, I think that's it's awesome. super be- beneficial too. Their chat system, the way that they have it mm-hmm. set up, I think that's definitely a big. That's time another. Thing. That's another reason sleepers easier. I can create a message for all the leagues, copy and paste it, and just bang them out whereas if i was on mfl it would take me like five different steps just to be able to do that yeah yeah i will say this though i'm notorious for muting group conversations so um if you are in a league with me and you want to talk to me you have to at me or send me a dm because i turn all my notifications off for just about everything i'm pretty bad yeah it gets it gets kind of it gets kind of wild sometimes it it does yeah working your phone just starts going off all Mm -hmm. day yeah um so can anybody join this league? Like if we all wanted to hop in, we could do that. Do you have to get invited or do we sign up somewhere? How does that work? So yeah, anyone can join. We didn't really, last year we stuck to 10 leagues because we were just starting out. We didn't know if we were going to pick up steam. We ended up picking up steam. We hit 120 members and we rolled with that. This year we wanted to grow it. Um, we didn't really have a set number. I just hit 16 leagues. So I'm going to put a pause on it, finish collecting donations figure out when everybody wants to draft because we're all they're all going to be slow drafts to accommodate everybody um and then i have and then if i get 24 more teams on a waiting list i'll create two more leagues the thing is i have to have even amount of teams for the way the conferences and the playoffs work Mm -hmm. um if you do want to sign up and get on a waiting list uh we have a brand new website we launched last week www.triplesshowdown.com there's a join thing there you just put your email in it goes directly to me i'll message you back let you know hey we have six out of 24 members left once we hit to that 24 members i'll set up two more leagues and get you in that, awesome. that's awesome man that's great so definitely check it out the website looks great too mm-hmm. um i don't know if you made that yourself or you had someone no, make it no i had uh, two people work on it for me well, whoever did it, they did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, he did send me the link to that the other day. Um, Jimmy, we'll definitely talk about it. You want to hang out and you want to do some listener questions with us too? Yeah, I don't mind. A little bit? All right, and then we'll uh, we'll sprinkle in some more talk. We'll just kind of work that in through the rest of the show here. So um, let's go to our good friend, Sean. Sean, how you doing? I know you're watching right now. Um, he has a question for the mailbag. 
Would selling the $100 million man, Amari Cooper, be a stupid move at this point in time? Obviously, anyone should be okay to sell for a good return. I just have a hard time with his ups and downs, and I wouldn't mind moving away from him and getting a good return. Also, what do you guys think would be a good return for him? So, Jimmy, I'll tell you what. You're the guest. Um, We're going to start with you. I'm just going to go ahead and put you on the spot right here. First of all, are you an Amari Cooper fan by any chance? I was when he was being drafted. I thought he was a can't miss. And sadly, I think I'm a little wrong on that. It's just so hard to stay with him because you never know what you're going to get. He could go off and drop a 40 bomb one game. And then the next game, he's out here dropping three points. So it's so hard to gauge kind of – it's a really a league kind of thing. So if your league mates like him, you might be able to get a good return. But if your league mates don't like him, then you could be in big trouble because – I mean, not big trouble. He's going to be on your team. He's going to be a good asset. But it just, just depends on how your league mates feel on him, really, for me. Yeah, so, it's tough. Yeah, that's true. So in a recent startup I did, here are the receivers taken right after Amari Cooper. Cortland Sutton. Kenny Galladay, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, and Cooper Cup. So, I mean, I would trade Amari Cooper for any of those guys. Um, I think I'd rather have Amari Cooper than DK Metcalf, personally. I don't know, yeah. man. Well, I mean, I can see that. So, so Amari's defense, though, before he got hurt last year, he did the, he did produce very well for them. Just when he got hurt, it just seemed like he just checked out. I'm not too sure if that was just from before when he was with Oakland. I think he just checked out totally in Oakland because nobody wanted to play in Oakland anyway. So <laughs> yeah, that's why they're leaving. Exactly. <laughs> and also, I mean, I'm but um, Lamb there doesn't yeah. scare me. I mean, they Dak, Dak threw for like almost five thousand yards last year. There's plenty to go around. Mm-hmm. So right, right. If, There's plenty to go around. So I mean, I feel like maybe uh, he obviously because his youth. He would still probably go for a 2020 mid first at this point. I don't know if anybody's going to give him up for um, a high uh, a high 2021 first, but um, a first and probably a player in my opinion. So I think I still think he's valuable. I agree. It's just whoever wants to take him. Yeah. yeah. So, so Sean did put in the chat all set up in the league. Thanks for providing a great way to contribute to a great cause. And it looks like he's uh, donating a million dollars out of pocket too. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> nice. uh, Thank you, Sean. Also, Tyler wants to know, Porkman, where'd you get your shirt? He wants one of those. Um, I got this shirt like five years ago from Five Below. <laughs> All right, so I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure there's bacon shirts everywhere. You know, I'll probably post it on my Twitter somewhere. Is it just me, or did, does it look like Porkman's propped up? Like, look at him sitting there. He's like stiff as a board. He's like, his back hurt. Yo, man, this freaking five gallon bottles is trashing me, bro. I, I can't. <laughs> And that's why I'm drinking. That's why I'm drinking. Yeah, hauling, all, hauling all that uh, Nestle Wooter around all day down there outside of yeah, Philly. Wooter. That'll do it to you. So, um, Sean, yeah. I personally, if if you can get a good haul for Mark Cooper, I would move on from him. I think we're all probably on a consensus. If you can't get a good deal for him, keep him. He's still going to be a good asset, like Chef said. Um, but first, and a player for sure, good value for Mark Cooper. Uh, the next one is from Patrick. And I'm not even going to say this dude's Twitter handle because it's just a bunch of letters and numbers. But Patrick, he would love to hear us talk about TJ Hawkinson and where to see his value heading over the next year. He also said, keep up the great work on the pod. Thank you. We will. Um, So for me, I don't know how much his value is going to go up this year. He is a tight end only in his second year. I think his value is going to go up next year. 
Um, that being said, if I have Hawkinson, I'm not moving on from him. What do you guys think? Yeah, so I mean, like Nate brought up the last couple of weeks, there's nobody that's signed for a wide receiver there to win, like 2021 or something like that. Something crazy like that. So yeah, I mean, yeah, Hawkinson, yeah. Hawkins, a good enough wide receiver slash tight end that can get the job done if they aren't able to sign anybody big time. So I mean, I like Hawkinson's value. I definitely keep him. I mean, that third year probably should be pretty booming for him um, going into his third year. Yeah, and as long as Matthew Stafford's there, I'm happy with anybody on that offense really who's starting. I yeah. mean, Matthew Stafford's going to throw the ball. TJ Hawkinson's going to catch it. I mean, he looks like a talented tight end. He had a great start to last year. Um, he kind of fizzled out. I mean, I don't think he kept up that level that everyone was hoping for after week one. But, I mean, it takes time for these tight ends to produce. It, I mean, you're usually not expecting anything until year three or four. Mm -hmm. So the fact that someone can produce the rookie year and you have some kind of expectation for year two, I mean, you, you want this guy on your team and you're not moving him. Right, and I feel as though the reason people were asking about Hawkinson now because his height was just out of control last year. He was getting drafted just way too high for some people. And you know, after that week one, that's me like, oh, man, maybe it's the new Gronk. And then week two, three, four, and five, he was just disappearing. And it was a couple passes. I think he maybe dropped like three touchdown passes in like two or three weeks. And it was like, okay, maybe he's not that good, but he's that good. He just, need, he just needs some time. So just don't give up on Hawk yet. Yeah, he'll yep. be right. Jimmy, you agree with all that stuff? Yeah, also I would say that uh remember Matt Patricia comes from the Belichick tree and they love running two tight end sets. So this is true. what like Nate said and Chev said, they didn't really bring on any more receiving help. So maybe they'll start seeing more two I two tight end sets, a little running the ball, a little play action to Hawkerson. Mm -hmm. You know what? Yeah, and they also did get Hunter Bryan as well, an undrafted free agent. Mm -hmm. So, so if go. he does come back healthy, he could another uh, downfield threat for them. So, Jimmy, question for you also. I don't know why I didn't think of this before. My dad always said I was a little short on brain cells, but um, the setup of your league, you said that each league was 12 teams. Um, is this one QB, super flex, tight end? Oh, yeah, premium? yeah, yeah. So it's super flex, tiered okay. PPR um, with the tight end premium setup. Okay, so can you explain what tiered PPR is? So, I'm going to act like I know what it is, but I actually don't, so, so you're going to tell me right now. So Shavin Nate <laughs> saw there was a mistake on the website the other day. We had uh, – Those guys are good for that stuff, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a good spot. <laughs> I, I assumed most people would know, but then they brought it up. And I was like, yeah, maybe I should change it because the website, I originally said five points per perception <laughs> for running backs. <laughs> so Ooh. then there was, there was a running joke that Christian McCaffrey is going to put up 2,000 points. <laughs> <laughs> it could still uh, happen though so it's 0.5 points uh per reception for running backs 0.7 for wide receivers and 1.5 for tight ends okay and then we do the standard four point passing touchdown for qbs and then we do instead of the 25 yards 20 yards per point for qbs i like 20 yards me too uh, for qbs mm -hmm. um is there kickers defense special no, no, no kicker no defense uh just QB, two running, out. <laughs> QB, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, two flexes, and a super flex. It's funny. I'll give a shout-out to my, my buddy, Barry. He's a big kicker uh, fanatic. So when I told him there's no kickers, he's like, oh, I'm out. But he was obviously just kidding. But yeah, yeah. My, my home league is a bunch of traditionalists, and every year I try to push to get rid of the kicker, and then I never win. Mm -mm. Yeah. So your home league, is that standard scoring too? 
Yeah, we're very traditionalist. So it's like half point PPR. It's only ten, only. ten man, two two running backs, two wide receivers, two flex. Nothing so crazy. What do you guys do every Tuesday morning? You meet at the diner and you uh, write out all your scores. Is that what happens too? <laughs> Check out the newspaper. <laughs> on the paper. Get, on get the paper in the today. Get in the meet for draft day is a uh, pain in the uh, pain in the neck. I'm not going to try to get in the meet every week. <laughs> I hear you, man. It's getting you know home leagues like that. They're tough to get everyone together. Mm-hmm. Um, for the draft it is tough we have a bunch of guys it's like our league's been together my home league for three years this will be the fourth year now not all of us have ever been there for any uh, yeah. thing. we do the draft and we do an end of the year party so um yeah in my home league i started the league and but the next year i bounced out to arizona so, <laughs> 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 so that uh that kind of ruffled some feathers but we're hanging in there yeah, it is what it is, right? Um, next question. This is from Tyler Burnett, and I don't know what his Twitter handle says, but his name is Tyler Burnett. Um, he's a listener of ours. Great dude. Question for the pod. Which future outlook is better, Chris Godwin or DJ Moore? Godwin. Okay, Chef's going Godwin. Jimmy, mm. what do you think about this one? Godwin. This, this, okay, so we're two for two on Godwin. This one's actually really tough for me. Porkman, what about you? It's tough for me too. It's tough for me too because of the quarterback situation on both sides. Yeah, you don't that's, know that's why I'm Brady's having a hard time there. And also with Bridgewater. Uh oh. So I would probably go Godwin only because his talent is just undeniable. Um, I don't know if he does he mean this for dynasty or just yeah. for this year. I'm gonna say dynasty because I mean we're saying future outlook, so we're just gonna assume dynasty. Plus, we are the dynasty rewind, so we'll go dynasty. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would. I would just go. I would just go. I would just go. Uh, Godwin at this point. I do love DJ Moore, but I don't know how long Teddy's going to be there. Um, I don't know if you know he might fizzle out. He did play well last year, but PJ Walker, baby, right now. he's there. Hey, I like PJ. That's that, my boy. So, so hey, do I. Like, XFL. I love PJ Walker. Oh, I miss the XFL. Uh, Nate, your thoughts on this one? So I'll actually, I'll go DJ Moore. Okay. Um, I'm a big DJ Moore fan. And I mean, yeah, the quarterback situation on both sides is a question mark. You know, everyone's super excited about Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. And yeah, he's going to, you know, make Gronkowski a tight end one, two wide receiver ones with Evans and Godwin. Like this guy's not Jameis Winston. So this is true. <laughs> I think we need to temper our expectations for that offense. I mean, did you see Brady last year? It was not impressive. I mean, he didn't have great weapons, but it was not impressive. And then on the other side, you got Carolina with Bridgewater, who isn't somebody who's going to push the ball down the field. Um, so you're almost kind of going, you know, Joe Brady versus Bruce Arians in this situation. Yeah, um, I agree with that. And also, the, you know, Chris Godwin does have Mike Evans across from him. Who does DJ Moore have across from him? Curtis Samuel, who we haven't really seen much more than just potential from. But and we still Robbie believe Anderson. in. I, I don't believe in him. You don't? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm a believe. Fan. No. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Anderson. fan. So, I mean, dude, DJ Moore is like the only target there. And Ian Thomas. I mean, other than Christian McCaffrey, it's DJ Moore's offense. Robbie Anderson went there too, right? Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, yeah. It's not looking crazy, but. Nah. I'm not. Nah. Robbie Anderson, he's a best ball guy to me. To be honest with you, I I do not – anywhere oh, I had him, I traded him yep. as fast as I could just because of the fact – and that was – we're talking when he was with the Jets. Like after he had that really good season 
with uh, Josh McCown, a quarterback that I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm getting rid of this guy. Um, for me, mm-hmm. I'm going to go DJ Moore as well. Um, I understand future outlook, but we do have to factor in the next two years. Tom Brady, 42, can throw football better than me still. Still more handsome than me. Still has more money than me. But can't I, golf I don't better know. than me. I'm, what's that? Can't golf better than me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, 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 that. I'm not going to lie. I'd still love to golf with uh, Tom Brady. But um, let, let's face it. Like Nate said, there's more weapons, I think we could say, in um, – in Tampa Bay that could take away from Chris Godwin. The only weapon that's really going to take away from DJ Moore, in my opinion, is Christian McCaffrey. So there's one instead of three or four taken away. Um, I'm going DJ Moore. That being said, if I have either of them on my team, I'm pretty happy about it. Mm -hmm. Sure. And Bridgewater, I mean, he made Michael Thomas. He continued Michael Thomas's success last year when Drew Brees was out. This is true. He did. So I think I saw a stat today. You could actually argue that, just in that you know little sample size, he actually had better stats per game, Michael Thomas, than when he his average with Drew Brees. For the record, so did Alvin Kamara. So it's just it's weird how that works. Um, the next one is from Earl of Dynasty at Earl of Dynasty, and his um, his little Twitter avatar is Earl from My Name Is Earl, which that show got canceled <laughs> way too early. <laughs> I, I love that show. On Hulu, um, good show. Yeah, it was great. Um, so. He says, love the pod. Hey, Earl, we love you. I'd love to hear you guys talk about Kenyon Drake's value. For me, he's a buy. Agreed. Put up crazy numbers with Arizona already. Is it the long-term question mark that keeps his value down? What running back doesn't have that question mark? Definitely being slept on, in my opinion. Um, So I actually just traded for Kenyon Drake in my home league, and I ended up – we swapped first-round picks – I moved back, he moved up, and I ended up giving him a 2021 first, and I think I got like a 2023rd in return. I needed running back help. I really think that Kenyon Drake's going to do well. He did it in a small size. I'm not afraid of Chase Edmonds. He's not a threat. I'm not afraid of, you know, Benjamin. Those are guys that I think they'll be fine if they're given a chance if Kenyon Drake gets hurt, but it's Kenyon Drake's show long-term. He's got the transition tag. I think they lock him up because he fits that offense so freaking good. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how they don't. I'm buying him wherever and whenever I can. What do you guys think? Jimmy, let's start with you on this one. Yeah, I just took him, I think, in the third round of a startup. So um, redraft, definitely all over him. Dynasty, uh, you play Dynasty for the next three years. I think he produces similar numbers for the next three years. So, yeah, definitely a buy. Nate, your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I'm buying Kenyon Drake. I've seen him go in the third round most startups, um, which I think is pretty good value. Um, you know, some other names ahead of him. Like, I mean, I'm I like Austin Eckler, but I mean, I might take Kenyon Drake over Austin Eckler. I mean, Austin Eckler doesn't strike me as a three down back. Kenyon no. Drake does. Yeah, and uh, that offense. I mean, I'd rather have anybody on the Cardinals' offense rather than the Chargers' offense. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And uh, if he's going to get the majority of snaps out of that backfield, there's no way he is not an RB1, mm-hmm. hot, high RB2 every week. Yeah. Chef, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I would temper expectations a little bit on – I mean, he won game against Garrett's Cleveland Browns. I mean, he dropped four TDs on him, which was incredible. But I don't think he's going to do that every week. I think he's definitely good enough to be an RB1. Um, but I would definitely temper expectations on all those big games because he did have some – not so good games as well. 
Um, I, but I think he can catch out of the backfield too. In those last couple of games, he didn't catch very much. So a lot of that was on rushing. I think he had 20 plus attempts and that Cleveland Browns game and whoever they played after. So, I mean, I definitely like what this offense is doing, uh, especially if they keep building that offensive line and you just get DeAndre Hopkins, that's only going to open up more holes for him. So uh, here in Arizona, everybody's super excited. I think they're, they'll look to lock him up for a little bit. He is 26 years old. Uh, so, I mean, that's not going to hurt anything in the next couple of years though. Yeah. Pork man. Yeah, King and Drake is the type of guy, like, if I want to go do a startup um, and he's available in the third round, I'll gamble and take two receivers first and have him as my RB1 easy for me. Um, I feel as though he can – he's going to kill it there, especially – I love having um, running backs that have running quarterbacks as well. So that will open up a lot of uh, lanes for him. And with his speed, he's going to kill it. I think he killed the 49ers twice last year too. I think he had like three touchdowns that game or some crazy mess like that. Yeah. So yeah, give me give me all the King and Drake. I was I was a King and Drake truther last year. I was trying to hold now hope last year for him when he was with the Dolphins, but uh obviously, you know, they don't like good players down there. So uh just ship them off and go somewhere else. I mean they yeah, drafted Gates, Gates must be They drafted really well though. Yeah. This year wait, this year they did draft well yeah. this year. So yeah, so um, no, I mean, it was, like, it was a, it was, yeah, uh, about getting running backs with running quarter, quarterbacks. I mean, I've heard people say they don't want running backs with running quarterbacks because it takes away their touches for the running back. You know, if Lamar Jackson runs the ball, it means that Mark Ingram's not going to get the ball. But being with Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram was a running back one last year with not that many yeah, touches per game. Mm-hmm. You know, that opened up so much space. I've heard it used as a negative thing with J.K. Dobbins, for example, that Justin Fields a opened huge up so much room. Okay. Well, now J.K. Dobbins is with Lamar Jackson. I mean, getting these guys with running quarterbacks, it is an advantage. They might get less touches, but those touches will be more efficient. Yeah. It's a big uh, advantage because the holes will be so much bigger. So he also, uh, what running back doesn't have that question mark as far as value going up or down? I mean, I think we could all say the same three, CMC, Saquon, and Zeke. Those are the guys that their value is not going to change anytime soon. Mm -hmm. I don't know of anybody else. I mean, um, I guess we could put like Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Chubb is maybe down this year, but he's up next year because once Hunt's gone, everyone's going to love him again. I still think he's going to be fine, even with Kareem Hunt there. To be perfectly honest with you, it's not going to be what we want to see, though. Like we want to see that first eight weeks of Nick Chubb last season, right? The whole season. I I'm tempering my own expectations. You know, I love Chubb, but I'm still, you know, Kareem Hunt's still there. He's still a guy yeah. that played for the Chiefs and went absolutely bonkers. So I mean, we can't forget that. I mean, he's going to go play somewhere later on. And I mean, I know I love Nick Chubb. I mean, there's just still a lot behind him, which is scary, but I still think he's the guy there. I agree. Yeah, I'm starting to I'm starting to get higher on Chubb now myself. They they got a got him an offensive line. They got Stefanski out there that loves to run the ball. Uh they're gonna I think he's gonna he's gonna eat this year. They have um, to be better. Right? Open. Yeah, and it's his red zone the efficiency. <laughs> it's a it's the red zone efficiency. If he would have scored them touchdowns in that five zone. He would have been close to RB one because he he maybe had like three or four touchdowns. He would have like add like maybe five more while you're down there. He would have been crazy with yeah. for fantasy. It would have helped a lot of people out. 
So our next question, this is from Dynasty Polls, and it's at the Dynasty Polls. Um, another Chris Godwin question. Better Dynasty wide receiver, Juju or Godwin, and why? Jimmy, you look excited about this one, so we're going to go ahead and start with you. Uh, I own I own Juju in the first Dynasty draft I ever did. Um, if Big Ben comes back healthy and Juju plays more in the slot, I think he will outshine Godwin. Um, but if nothing really changes, if uh, they don't want to use Claypool, if they want to see if Washington can ever be something, Deontay Johnson's going to break out this year. If yeah. they if they spread the ball out a lot more, Godwin, uh, gut call, even even. I'll say Juju comes back to start him this year. Workman, yeah, I'm gonna go Godwin here. Um, my only and I'm not poo pooing on Juju. I love Juju. My only issue is with Big Ben coming back. I'm not too sure if they're going to try to save his arm a little bit later in the season. So I feel as though they're going to run the ball a ton. Uh, they got Connor, got McFarland, they got Benny Snell. So, um, yeah, God went for me. That's easy for me. Chef? Yeah, man, I love Juju. I, I mean, I'm a big Twitter guy, so him doing all that stuff with Twitter, throwing parties for people, like, that's awesome. That's why I love to see. That's why I want in my hometown. I need, I need DeAndre Hopkins to step it up here. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I'm going to roll with Chris Godwin, man. He, They're both young, great talents. If you have either of them, you're going to be great. Um, but I love Chris Godwin, what he brings to the table. Um, and like I said, I love Juju, though, man. He's so good, mm. especially in the slot. Nate, he's a stealer, but what are you thinking here? <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to – I think Godwin is the the right choice right now off what we know. Um, but there's a lot of I'm, – not a lot, but I've heard some rumors going around that – the Steelers don't want to pay Juju when his contract runs up, which I believe it runs up yeah. after next year. Yeah. Um, yes. So, and his, he's not going to be like 24. He's so young. Yeah. So, I mean, he could be 24 years old, a free agent. He's going to get paid huge dollars and he could end up on a really good team. You know, the Steelers might not have a quarterback after next year. You know, who knows with big Ben, same with the Buccaneers, who knows with Tom Brady. So, you know, Juju could be the better long-term option, but on what we know right now, I think it's Godwin. Pretty easy. Yeah. I agree. Um, this is a really hard one for me personally, but I think I'm going to go Godwin here. I mean, he can play all over the field, inside, outside. You know, Juju is primarily better in the slot, although he can play outside as well. Um, I just like Chris Godwin game a little bit better. So um, then again, like I said before, if I have both on my roster, I'm really happy about it. So oh, yeah. um, we're going to go back, and I forgot to put this one on the sheet, but we're going to go back to another one from Sean. I think he actually wanted us to answer it the other night, but um, we kind of just forgot about <laughs> it. So, um, Would you guys move Mostert for Higby? He's on the fence. He has Kamara, Chubb, Sanders, Breda, Penny, and J.K. Dobbins for running backs. He has Gusecki, Herndon, and Burton for tight ends. Definitely a contending squad. I would agree. Um, if that's the case, yeah, I would go ahead and move Mostert for Higby. To be honest with you, um, those 49ers back, they're interchangeable. They're replaceable. Kyle Shanahan in private would probably tell you the same thing. And I mean, your your running backs are good. Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders, Matt Breda as a backup, Shad Penny, eh. um, J.K. Dobbins, you're good Yeah, on mm-hmm. running backs. But after Gasecki, Herndon, still a question mark. Burton, mm, no thanks. Yeah, exactly. 
So I would make that deal. But what do you guys think? I think it's a good deal. I think that's. I think with his running backs, that's a good deal. Um, did he say if this tight end premium or not? He didn't know. Yeah. Well, I think either way, with the depth either he already way, has at right. running back, I think it's worth worth the deal. Okay. We yeah, all would, agreement on that one. Yeah, I would say yeah. the same thing. I mean, you yeah. got a little Jamichael Hasty McTasty there too. He might cut in. You never know. And Savan Ahmed <laughs> is there as well. And about a thousand other guys at running back, Jeff Wilson Jr. McKinnon, Tevin Coleman still there? Yeah, still alive and kicking. I'm actually, I thought that they were going to trade him during the draft. I was really convinced of it. Um, Who's Tevin? Yeah, I I figured that they'd move him. So I don't know. I mean, they got a good, they got a good uh, for a breeder. So yeah, good value for him. Um, All right. So the next one is from, um, I apologize if I butcher your last name, man. I'm sorry, it's Paul Bacara, I'm going to say, and he's at Paul underscore Ryan15. Keep, trade, cut. Salsa, guacamole, or queso? <laughs> you know, Jimmy, all right. Let, let's Jimmy. start with Jimmy on this one here. He's the guest. We're going to start with you. So keep, trade, cut. Salsa, guacamole, or queso? All right, keep uh, queso, okay. trade, salsa, oh. and cut guac. Okay. So, by the way, you just nailed – mine right on the head so yeah <laughs> there's two for one right there especially if that case is coming from O's. <laughs> okay there, here we go <laughs> nate you seem perplexed by this one let's go let's go to you now i'm gonna keep guacamole i'm gonna trade queso and i'm going to cut salsa okay chev yeah i'm a big 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 fan of guacamole now moving here to arizona so i'm keeping that bad boy and queso, it's got a, it's got some big stock, man. He he's got some value, so I'm trading queso and salsa. I mean, it's different everywhere you go, so I'm trading salsa. I'm getting cut yeah. salsa. Pork man, it does not have yeah. bacon in it though. So why not? You can always <laughs> add bacon, especially to queso. That don't smack. Big <laughs> fact. All right, but what do you got here? Keep, keep the queso. I will trade the guac and cut the salsa. All right. So the all... reason I'm trading. The only reason I'm trading the guac is because there's so many good ingredients in there. It's a lot of value in there. You get rid of that. Get some good stuff. You know, you can add some more queso to the deal. At a 2021 second, you'd be good. I, I, food I, got, I trade. All, <laughs> I, I would trade all of them for sour cream, though. Oof. My wife would too, I man. Can't do sour cream. Oh, you know what? I would get rid of every single one of those for barbecue sauce. Well, yeah. yeah. Or mix the barbecue sauce though. with the queso. All of them. For I'm fat. Sauce. I don't know. For what? Chick Fil A sauce. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now we're, Ooh. we're talking now. Yeah. Now you're talking. You, yo, Nate. We're yo. We gotta hang out, yo. Pork <laughs> fans, like, I'm, I'm about to check if Chick Fil A is still open. <laughs> they close at ten. Oh well. Sorry. Just do as you lose, pal. Well, they probably uh, close at eight now because of stupid COVID. Yeah. Probably. All right. Um. So this next one from our boys over at Fantasy in Session. Uh, their their uh, Twitter handle is Fantasy N Session. They take the eye out. If you haven't checked their show out, please do. They're awesome. We love them here. You'll love them too. So go Great check guys. them out. They they are they're all awesome guys. They're in the they're in the tournament. Oh, awesome. second year. So go sign up for this tournament, and you can play against Fantasy in Session guys. So they want to know: Do you think Stedham will still target James White? And is he still locked in as a high end RB two? My question or my answer for that is going to be yes and no. 
What do you guys think? Yes to who will target him. No, he's not locked in to be a high-end RB2. Personally, I think that offense is going to look way different than anything that we've seen uh, from the New England Patriots. But I'll tell you what, we got a Patriots fan in here. So, Sean, you can go ahead and type away while we all answer, and then I'll read your comments <laughs> on air. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that, Mike. I mean, they are going to target him, but I think the person to actually buy on that offense will be Harry because he um, he was able to practice with him. His value um, is so low right now, too. It's uh, The carry's value is so low. You can probably get him maybe for a second, and you can maybe squeeze a third. It depends on the owner at that point. But, um, yeah, James White, I'm not really sure how that's going to be because he doesn't really have that rapport with Stidham. So, yeah, that back, I, and always that backfield is always a, a conundrum. You never know who the hell is going to get the ball. It could be Burkhead, it could be White, it could be Michelle, it could be Damian Harris. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely saying he's still going to be the pass catching back there. But RB2, that's going to be high end RB2. That's going to be tough to do, I think. I mean, they're probably, who knows? They could be up in most of the games, but I'm thinking they're going to be down a little bit in most of these games. So they could be passing more. But I just don't see him being in the high RB two range this upcoming season. Yeah, I'm I'm not too excited about James White this year. I I liked him last year as a sneaky buy because I think he's always underrated in PPR leagues. Um, I just don't think he gets enough respect for what he was doing with Brady. But you know, now that Brady's gone, I think that was all of his value. So, you know, and he's going to get replaced next year by JJ Taylor. So, it's <laughs> yeah, <that's> a <laughs> Taylor. That's your boy. Yeah, point. Um, Jimmy, I think as of right now, you're the closest of all of us to New England. So if you got some insider info there. What uh, What are your thoughts on this? Uh, I see him as a flex play at best. Only in, PP, only in PPR. Mm-hmm. I yeah. 100% agree with that. Sean has not answered us, so he must be typing away furiously. But we could always come back to that. Um, all right, so this next one, uh, this is from Vinny. This is my brother-in-law. He has two questions. I ask for one, I get two. Thanks, Vinny. Um, they're, they're easy ones, though. They're good. So what are your favorite dynasty leagues to play in? Format, full PPR, super flex, IDP, tight end premium. I'll start real quick. I like single quarterback, kicker, no defense, special teams, full IDP. That is my favorite with uh, half-point PPR. Nate, how about yourself? So I really like Superflex. I don't like playing one quarterback. I like Superflex. But my favorite format, which is actually what my home league plays, is two quarterback. So not Superflex, but two quarterback and two tight end. Ooh. Okay. So rather than tight end premium, it's, it's no, no extra points for your tight ends, just two tight ends, oh, which gosh. means, yeah, you got to start two <laughs> tight ends every week, which is, it just it changes everything because then you have basically unlimited ways to construct your team because you need to have two tight ends, which I mean that getting a second tight end, which you've never even thought about having to get a second tight end to start, you know, now you put that ahead of maybe a second quarterback, maybe a third receiver, maybe a second receiver. Who knows? I mean, there's only so many guys out there, so it makes it really fun and it throws trades totally crazy. That is wild. Yeah. My favorite is going to be just single quarterback. Always got to have a kicker. You know, those guys mean a lot. I mean, we in one of my leagues, I, we boosted up the kickers this last year, and they were being some of these flex plays. So that was that was pretty interesting. But, uh, yeah, just single QB dynasty for me. I'm starting to dip my toes in IDP. So that's getting, that's getting pretty fun, and, and it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm kind of with 
with Mike a little bit. I still like the single quarterbacks. I'm not really too much of a super flex. It's only my second year doing it, so I'm still getting my feet wet with that. But, you know, just regular single quarterback, two running back, two receiver, tight end, um, and the two flexes. I'm not. I'm kind of done with the whole team defense. It gets kind of annoying because it's like a dart throw. You don't know who the hell is going to uh, go off. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm gonna. I got the one league with the IDP, um, the listener league, which was kind of fun. So I think I might next year. I might dip my toes a little bit more in those. It's, it's and no kicker, by the way. I'm done with the kickers. <laughs> it's your two IDP flex, but Jimmy, what's your favorite format? I just started getting into Superflex this year, so Dynasty. I think I prefer Superflex. Just did my first IDP, so I don't know how I'm going to wait and see how that goes. But yeah, I think definitely think Dynasty should be Superflex, no kicker, no defense. Add an extra flex in there or for the third wide receiver. Okay, uh, Rob Lista did say kickers with the throw up face emoji. So um, <laughs> sorry, Chef, he's not on your side there. He doesn't like I, Rodrigo Blankenship. So. <laughs> I'll say this about uh, Superflex Dynasty. It makes the rookie draft a lot more exciting. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Sure. Nate, you wanted to add something? Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to the Campus to Canton Leagues. I'm in one with the Dynasty Nerds writers, the Debbie writers, and it is wild. We haven't even finished our college draft yet. We're like in round 35, and I'm just Googling like other people's rankings and just grabbing <laughs> running backs or third string on like Alabama. You know, I'm just hoping for the best at this point, but it is really exciting, you know, looking at these guys and seeing the future. Well, yeah. yeah. And then one day someone's going to be like, man, Nate, that pick that you made, I don't know how you had in the, in the 40th round. You're freaking smart. Oh, man. <laughs> when I draft uh, Eli Manning's like third child, then still in kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> So Vinny's second question is as such, um, what should I do with my first rounders? But I have to tell you about his team before I say, what do we do with his first rounders? So I brought his team up here. The first thing I would like to point out when I brought up his team, Vinny, you and I are co-commissioners in this league. We are home leagues. It's our home league. You have four players no longer eligible in IR. Please move them out of IR. So, Vinny, before you do anything else, please move four players out of IR because the league year has rolled over. That being said, I'm going to go through his starters, and then I'm going. I'm not going to read the IDP starters. Then I'm going to point out notable people on his bench, not everybody. So, his starters are as such. Lamar Jackson, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Julian Edelman, DeAndre Hopkins, George Kittle, Jarvis Landry, Joe Mixon. Chev, I know you're very interested. His kicker is Kayami Fairbairn. Um, then notable people on his bench are Baker Mayfield, Dak Prescott, Taysom Hill for some reason, Jared Goff. Uh, let's see. Peyton Barber, Chris Godwin. I had to say Peyton Barber. A.J. Brown, O.J. Howard. Uh, that team is stacked. Is this a six-man league? <laughs> No, it is a 10-team league. He did make a bunch of moves since the offseason, so this was not the team that he actually finished the um, the year with last year. That being said, um, he did have Ezekiel Elliott at one point in time, and he did move him for a pretty big haul. So he has picks 1-1, one, 1-2, one, 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 and 1-4-5-6-7. So 1-1 one, one through 1-3 and 1-7. This is one quarterback? This is single quarterback, correct. Wow. Um, personally, lucky me, man. I would probably go 
His wide receiver or his running back core is pretty good. I'd probably upgrade just a little bit because yeah, you have DeAndre Hopkins, you have Jarvis Landry, um, but Julian Edelman's getting older. Um, right. I would probably look to add some wide receiver depth in the first round, and then I'd look for a little bit more behind uh, George Kittle, not in the first round this year, but maybe in the second round, like a Cole Komet or something like that. Adam Troutman in the third, maybe would be good for his team. Can't believe I'm giving somebody that I had to play twice a year some fantasy advice. Hopefully that doesn't come back to bite me. Um, but, yeah, what do you guys think? And I have the roster up if you need me to. I mean, he's got the first three picks of the draft. So, I mean, you don't want to pick one of Clyde edwards there or Jonathan Taylor and get it wrong. So you might as well pick both of them. Both of them yeah. And then with that third pick, right. I mean, you pick up C.D. Lamb. Yep. Yep. And then seventh round, that seventh pick, you probably can get like Justin Jefferson. You know, Van Jefferson. Or Van Jefferson. You know, whichever one you think is going to be better this year. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, Matt, wow. He's got a good team, and he's got four right, first-round picks. He can't he go wrong. Also, he also has the 2-1 and the 2... Jeez Louise. Well, In a 10-team league, that's basically a first-round pick. Yeah. yeah. He has, he has the 2-1, yeah. the 2-6. The three one, the four one. Wow, he's gonna be making some money, and then that, yeah. then that's it. Mike, just Venmo him your money for this uh, this <laughs> league, man. He has to pay for the league before he gets Venmoed anything. So now that being said, we do have a guy in our league. Um, he is a friend of mine. However, he's what I have dubbed as a trade whore. Um, he will <laughs> absolutely badger you into trading. He, he's very, very good at talking and wording things to make it seem like you're getting a great deal. Um, he's badgered some people into some terrible deals. And don't worry, it's not anything that I haven't already told him. He'd be like, what'd you think of that trade I made? I'd be like, I wouldn't have made it, but hey, good for you for pulling it off, man. Um, so I think we're all in consensus here. You got the one to one, one, one to one, three. Take CEH, take Jonathan Taylor, grab a stud wide out. Man, at one seven, you never know, Judy. Depending on how it goes, Lamb could be there. Maybe even Dobbins. So I've seen him fall a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, Dobbins has been fallen. If you get someone who's a big fan. Yeah. Jimmy. I mean, in in the one quarterback, he should still be there. He might still be there. He shouldn't be. Um, In that one seven, if you take another receiver, I probably would take Rager. So obviously, Eagles fan, but. I think he works out good in that offense too, because you already got Lamb. You might as well just take another uh, a dart throw at Rager, and that two one shoot, you can probably get Mims there. Mm-hmm. It's just you can go anywhere. Yeah. Um. So it's funny. The guy I was talking about that was um was badgering people in the trades. And you know what? I love the guy Slack. I love you, buddy. Um. He has a question for the podcast. He actually just texted me. It's an Android too, by the way, because I'm old. Got a question for the podcast. <laughs> Will Dalvin have similar success the year this year now that Stefanski left? Will Chubb have more success with Stefanski there? That's a good one. Yes and yes. You think so? I me. I would agree. I mean, Dalvin no, no. It could be no and no. You're going no and no. Nate, is it because the Browns have to play the Ravens twice a year? I mean, it definitely doesn't help. <laughs> um, I'm actually so for this one, I'm going to go. I think I'm going to change. I'm going to go no and yes. I don't think Cook does what he did last year. 
I think him getting hurt at the end of the year, they're going to try to save him a little bit more, maybe give Madison some more play, which I don't know what you guys think. He definitely deserves it. I wish Alexander Madison was a starter somewhere because the dude could be a stud. So I'm going to say no to Dalvin Cook. That being said, I think he's still going to be a running back one. Nick Chubb, I want to say yes, but Chev, you made a really great point before that um, you know, Cream Hunt is still there. And you have to factor that in. Here's the thing, though. Their team is better this year, offensively on the offensive line. And I expect them to be winning games. They are the Browns. They could do Brown things. But I expect them to be winning more of their games and being ahead for most of the game. What? <laughs> they said Brown things. I just thought Mackie thought poop. <laughs> Bacon. No, but I, I, I mean, he's going to be in good situation to run the football. And that was his main job the last couple or last season. So, I mean, if they're ahead of games, he could be amazing. It could definitely flip the switch on Kareem Hunt. So I'm going no and yes as well. Okay. Uh, Jimmy, your thoughts? I, uh, I'll go yes and yes. Uh, I think Cook, they'll run the ball just as much over there. Um, Cook's the focal point. I would like to see Madison get more work too. One, I own him in a few dynasty leagues. And two, I think he'd be a beast. And then I think I saw a stat earlier today about Chubb. He only, he only, uh, Succeeded on like thirty something percent of goal line touches, mm-hmm. yeah, and with 30, the like thirty seven percent. Yeah, it was really line. really low. So since they beefed up that O line, he should be getting to the end zone more. So that's a yes for me. Full chub this season. <laughs> what about you? Um, yeah, so I said no and no because I do think that um, I don't think Dalvin Cook is going to play all sixteen games. Number one, um, not that he did last year either. I really thought he was going to last year, though, to be honest with you. It was close. close. It was yeah. close. Um, but I, I'd say he probably plays 12, 12, 13 games this year. Um, I don't I don't trust his knee. And I like Madison, so I think he gets some more touches. I think you know, without Stefanski there, we might see less two tight end sets, um, though they don't really have many receivers to throw to. Hey, not not nothing against Justin Jefferson, but I was about and, to say that that was a shot, Chef. Yeah. But uh, going with three wide receiver sets. I mean, who do you have after Thielen and and Jefferson there? And got then, you got BC. BC, I like BC. BC. Isn't Josh Doxson there now? <laughs> Again, there's nobody else there. Well, well, I'm saying he's he's in the building. Isn't it like Adam Humphreys there now? No, he's in. Tennessee. No, he's still in Tennessee, right? Or somebody. Yeah. Well, somebody went to that month. It's a real, but uh, yeah, but yeah, and then the Browns, the Browns hunt's still there, and I know they got a better offensive line in the offseason, but um, I don't, I don't think Chubb will be better this year than he was last year because he had half the season without Hunt. So, their third wide receiver is Tajay Sharp in Minnesota, right? Okay, so you know what, you there had you the Titans connection there, good job, Nate. Um, all right, so. The next question is from a friend of mine, Kevin Brader. I always say his last name wrong. Brader, Breder. I don't know. Sorry, Kevin. Either way. Um, so, Chev, he's actually in your 16-team IDP league that you started. Yep. He wants to know, deep sleepers for 16-team IDP leagues. <laughs> <laughs> you should go go look up D Snuts. He's uh, going to be a great DN this next coming year. So, I would go get him. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So he texts me the other day. He goes, hey, man, are drafts supposed to last as long? My wife's getting a little pissed off. I'm like, 
I don't know what to tell you, man. It, I don't know what Chef said to yeah, My wife really does get my wife gets mad every time she looks on my phone. She sees all them colors on my screen. She says, What are you drafting again? I was like, It's a mock draft, it's not real. No, it's, it's actually a startup. Yeah, we all do. It's for sure. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's a perfect one, Sam. <laughs> that's a free league. Yeah, it's free. <laughs> Jimmy, you got the same problem as we all do, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I did on two or three startups this year, and all the time, my girls looking over at me. Goes, is that another one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, are you drafting? Still? No. Oh, I was doing this year. I did basketball on sleeper. She was like, "Really? You have a problem?" <laughs> um. So some deep sleepers. You know, when you get for me, when I get later in a draft, I don't know about you guys. You have your starting lineup set pretty much you have some depth at key positions quarterback wide receiver running back probably a couple tight ends um so idp basically what you want to look for for me i look for linebackers and safeties on bad teams here's why specifically middle linebackers okay um you want to go check out our boy oklahoma doug does great work he's gonna definitely hook you up bad teams on defense more more tackles more chances at interceptions Look at guys like that. Uh, maybe like a Cole Holcomb if he's still on the board. Redskins defense not going to be as good as people think. I don't care who they have um, at their defensive ends. The NFC East has a lot of good offensive lines in it. So um, that being said, take just stabs at guys, like third-string guys behind injury-prone people. That mm-hmm. That's basically what I do. Who's a guy that I think could either play for me or somebody would want to trade for? And that's what I do late in drafts. What about yeah, you guys? I'm going to be honest. Like, in that league, boy, I was just picking random dudes at the end. I had no idea who these guys were. It was just like Nate. I'm I'm, I'm looking at people's draft board or their rankings. I'm like, who? All right, let's go with it. Whatever. So, it, it was definitely wild. It took Can forever. I say something real quick about um, IDP startups? Please stop drafting Bobby Wagner so high. <laughs> he was a fourth round? This so. is Dynasty. Yeah. You do realize that Bobby Wagner's like in his I believe he's in his 30s, right? I understand he's a good player. Yeah. So, but I you know what I mean? Was Leonard was like 316 and then Wagner was 4-1. Yeah. Uh, See, I'm yeah. I'm a big punt the position guy. I understand it's IDP. I punt the position and everything. Superflex, I punt quarterback because I'm happy if I leave with Daniel Jones and Josh Allen. You know what I mean? And I, I'm gonna take studs elsewhere. It's just what I'm going to do. IDP, I'm going to go for value. I'm going to work the waiver wire, especially in the, the listener leagues that we started. Two flex IDP spots, you could play that waiver wire all year. You could have literally not drafted any IDP players and pluck guys off the waiver wire. So go for pure upside late in the draft for me, um, and then just some dart throws at somebody you think could start, maybe play at all or trade for. He has a second question as well. Are there any UDFAs you think that can make an impact this year? We did a whole episode on it, Kevin. Maybe you didn't get a chance to listen. I don't know. But that being said, um, any running back that wears a 49ers uniform has a chance. Off the top of my head, that's really all I could think of. And the wide receiver from uh, Green Bay, the two that they signed maybe? Oh, uh, Bagleton or something like that? Bagleton, yeah. Didn't you say he was I'll say it again. (laughs) Didn't you say he was slow as crap, though? Yeah, yeah. I was looking. At, I'm, I'm a weirdo. I get time, random time in my hands. I YouTube some of his video um, on YouTube, and he was just 
He just looked regular to me. He just looked slow as balls. Like he's like slightly faster than Funches. But for some reason, he was getting open. He has good hands, though. Great hands. I mean, they already got Funches on the team, so might as well just take Funches out the way and put him there. Jimmy, did you do any diving into UDFAs this year at all? Or I think Porkman said it earlier. Hunter Bryant, maybe. Yeah, there, there's actually some guys that I was surprised didn't get drafted, to be honest with you. I'd say Michael yeah. Warren in Philly, too. Yeah, that's, sure that's a good one. A good one. Yeah, he has yeah. a chance to either be their RB3 or backup, depending. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, unfortunately, the Cowboys got uh, Rico Dowdle. If he went to another team, he would have. I think he would have been able to shine somewhere, but he's not going to get any time there. In Dallas, that's the problem, man. They got Zeke. He doesn't leave the field. Then if he does, Tony Pollard comes in. He's good. He could be a starter somewhere. The dude's not. Didn't they get uh, Xavier Jones too down there? He, yeah, uh, I think no. No, he went somewhere else. But well, they signed. I think we talked about that last week. I forgot Andrew where he went. From TCU also signed there. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that, that's it. Sorry, Anderson. Yeah, okay. the jet apparently the jet. not fast. Jet ever? He's like maybe, the- <laughs> maybe uh, one of the maybe one of the receivers the Giants drafted because those guys always getting injured. That is true. Although I'm still high on Darius Slayton. Yeah. So hopefully. Um, all right, got a couple more questions here. We got like three more. The next one is from Antonio Gibson, and that's at Antonio Gibson fourteen, and he wants to know. Why pork man bugging clown emoji? So pork man, could you please explain? First of all, he didn't say that. <laughs> hey, it's on the sheet. You you wrote it down. No, I didn't. It, this Did he send typed, that to you? This is typed out, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so pork right, man, so, could you please explain your Twitter beef? And we are going to recruit Don King to get you guys both in the ring. So Antonio Gibson, okay, so I, I respect what he said and how he said it. He actually didn't come at me too hard, in my opinion. He just yeah, said, he just look at You don't want him to come at you hard, dude. I'm going to tell you that right I, now. No, I don't. <laughs> he would kill me. I felt like, I, I think in a way, I didn't word it wrong, but I think they took it that way. I felt like he was a trap to be taken in the second round. Um, third round, I would take a flyer him in the third round. But some some people are coming to me saying that he's going to start this year over Geis and everybody else. Like, no, he he's not. And they asked me that I look at film and say, bro, did are are you really being um, logical with yourself? He's not going to be that. To me, in my opinion, he's not going to be that efficient. He's not. He's a good player. I'm not saying he's not good, but he he's not going to have 77 touches and 14 touchdowns when he comes to the league. Period. And uh, I think people people are chasing. I think some people choose to chase touchdowns, and when you chase touchdowns, that's not good for fantasy. Mm-hmm. For NFL, he can be good for. He's going to be good for the Redskins, but for fantasy, chasing touchdowns is not good. That's why I feel as though he's a trap in the third, in the second round, third round. Fine, he goes around Darrington Evans, um, McFarland, guys like that. I'm yeah. fine with. I'm pro- I'll be honest with you. I'll probably take both of those guys over him. Um, especially Darrington Evans, but just look at the division. You're not getting past the Eagles' offensive line or defensive line. You're no, not defensive line linebackers. You're not getting past Blake Martinez. You have Adrian Peterson in the way, who's probably the best running back on the roster right now. Sadly, but it's mm-hmm. true. 
Darius, well, I mean, we're talking from a pure football standpoint. He, the guy had a thousand yards last year, or damn close to it, and he missed mm-hmm. to one game or whatever. Darius right. Geis is still there. Darius Geis has draft capital. I understand he wasn't drafted by Riverboat Run. It doesn't matter. The guy's a banger when he's on the field. If he stays healthy, there's a chance Antonio Gibson doesn't see the field. And Bryce Love is still there, too. He had his redshirt season last year. So I understand where you're coming from. Um, I think it's great that he responded to you, by the way. He didn't respond to oh, me. Oh, shoot. He that just not want to come on the awesome. and yell at you. <laughs> First of all, I'm I'm driving. I'm like, yo, why is my phone going off? I look at the thing. It's saying Antonio Gibson 14. I was like, yo, did he just reply back to me? This is fire, bro. But it was like, it was it was cool. I mean, I feel as though he didn't come at me too hard. It was just like all the other Twitter trolls, which I'm not really worried about them. No, I'm a fancy thing. Y'all guessing. Um, but y'all, you know what? Y'all guessing and I'm guessing. And that's, that's another thing that's very important to me, especially in fantasy. You make a point, stick to it. Stick to your guns. You hear people say, well, everybody has this guy ranked here, so I have to move him up. I don't want to. I'm not going to take any fantasy advice from that guy. I want somebody right. who sticks to their guns. I may have wilded out and taken Landicle P. Ryan in the seventh round. But you know what? Wild him. Wilden, I will put wild I want. So. <laughs> <laughs> it might pay off, it might Jesus. not. But here's the thing I wanted to keep him away from Nate, even if I had to overdraft him, and it worked. So, moving on, our official fan Tyler <laughs> wants to know who would you rather have on your roster, Denzel Mims or Preston Williams? Now, we didn't have a draft yet, okay? So, at least you didn't give away who you're probably thinking about taking with your pick. Uh, TR Hellas 3 just said wilded. He loves it. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and refrain from answering this question for two reasons. One, I am in this league. And two, I have been trying to get Preston Williams from Tyler for like a year. And he just, you know, you send the guy a trade. I offered him two seconds or something, whatever, for um, Preston Preston. And he's still thinking about that trade. I think I made it in November. So you guys tell me, who would you rather have on your roster? Denzel Mims or Preston Williams? Jimmy, let's start with you on this one. Uh, I'd probably take Preston Williams. Uh, started off hot last year, got hurt. They beefed up that O-line. The two will probably make some sort of start this year. Uh, I think he's just going to be a great receiver on the outside for the Dolphins. <laughs> Uh, before we move on, oh, Pops, yo, Pops, Pops Nooney in the house. Um, Jimmy, I do like your thoughts on Preston Williams, though. <laughs> so, since Pop Nooney's in the house, let's go to uh, Chev. Your thoughts, Denzel Men, Preston Williams. Yeah, so uh, we can't forget Preston Williams did have some trouble in college as well. So, I mean, that's gotta be a little bit scarce. Uh, but I do love Preston Williams getting to it. That's a big upgrade there, I feel like. And Ryan Tannehill is still gonna be probably part of the offense a little bit. Uh, so I'm probably going to roll with Preston Williams. I do, I do love Mims there, uh, but he does have the gaze. So kind of stand away from that. I case the gaze. That your dad, his his handle is Pops Nooney. Like that's <laughs> – of all things, he's the proudest to be your father, and that's awesome. You know the funniest Pop- thing is my nickname was Papa Nooney in high school because I was like a senior and I, we had a bunch of young bucks on our defense – so they call me Papa Nooney, and then he just steals my name. <laughs> it's kind of wild. Yeah, he's a what? Yo, Pop, Pops is cool. Let him keep the name. I mean, <laughs> I haven't talked to Pops. He's a great guy. Um, 
Porkman, your thoughts. Mims, Williams. Uh, that's a tough one for me. I think I'm gonna go Mims on the on the premise of I believe Gates is gonna get fired and there's gonna get be another coach there and they're gonna be able to utilize him better. Um, obviously, every receiver, running back, quarterback, defensive line, offensive line that's been under him has been booty. So at the end of the day, you get rid of him, you put a new coach there. I think Mims is good. He was my number two wide receiver prospect coming out, and that's ahead of Judy, which is saying a lot for me. So I, I got I, I will go Mims here for a dynasty. Yes. Okay, Nate. I'm gonna have to go Preston Williams. I think Mims kind of screams boomer bust. Um, he's probably the most likely of like the top receivers to bust just because he's with the Jets. He's with Gase. And also, you know, he's that he's that uh, he as the Gase. He's got the Gase. But um <laughs> I mean he's Gase. got a lot of physical talent, but I don't know. He kind of scares me. I think he's someone who could very easily bust, especially in that situation. So I'm going to take Preston Williams. I think the Dolphins are building something really good down there. And they drafted I do like, agree no wide that. receivers to give him competition. And, I mean, Devontae Parker might have shown up last year, but who knows what that looks like in the future. So Preston Williams looks good right now. Okay. Um, we got, well, one more on the sheet, and then one more that was just texted to me. So we'll run through these here. Um, this is from Scott Sidlow, and he wants to know, with virtually no offseason this year, are we better off trading these highly valued rookie picks and buying the underperforming rookies halfway through the season or next season. Mm. I looked at this earlier. I really, this is one that I'm kind of stumped on. I don't have an answer for this one. Um, I'd say, I'm not I guess, really sure. I'd it's say make your one. picks because just because you think that you you can't always guarantee that other people are going to devalue these rookies. Because most dynasty players are smart and they know, hey, this guy's kind of doo doo right now. But you know, well, I think most, are- I think the, I think the way to think about it is, if you was to trade this year's picks, a lot of the rookies this year probably, well, right now they might have a training camp. But you know, thinking about this whole coronavirus and COVID thing, they might not have a full training camp, so you might not get a whole bunch of uh you might not get a lot of production from them so if you get rid of, of you know your first rounders if you got a whole bunch trade on in, into the next year and get like a you know get a good haul for them and get some vets for this year if you have a win now team you can go that way as well okay yeah this one's definitely tough um for me i'm bought into this class man I, i'm not trading out for these guys i want these guys to be on my team I definitely believe those top three running backs. I mean, if you trade out, you're not going to get them later on. There's not, I just don't see it happening. Maybe Dobbins because he's not going to be playing very much to start off, but those other guys, you're not going to get them. And Lamb, I mean, he's going to start off slow, but I think he's still going to produce enough to where the price tag is not going to be the same. Um, I think, Nate, I think you're probably going to say what I'm thinking here. Yeah, so I think it's a really good question because I actually thought about it. Um, I've been thinking about it for a while now. Like, we're not going to get the production out of these rookies that we're probably expecting just because of the limited offseason. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame because this is a really, really good draft class. Um, so, and like Chef said, I'm not sure you can get these guys for cheaper. Um, but at the same time, hey, Nikhil Harry is a great buy right now. He was a first round wide receiver last year. So we. Yeah. 
really don't know. Some of these guys might be cheaper just because as much as we like to say we're playing dynasty, we're playing long term, man, things change quickly. Quick. So, fast. You know, I, I've seen some people actually talk about trading almost all their first round picks and second round picks this year for 2021 picks. And that's a gamble. I'm not really that's willing bold. to take that gamble, but hey, if, if that's what you think is going to work, it might pay off. But this is a really good draft class, and I trust you know if they don't make it this year, they'll produce next year. Yeah, yeah. So I'd I'd say draft gotta, and be patient. Yeah, that too. Or you you got to think of it this way too. Do you want Jonathan Taylor and Elair, or do you want Chuba Hubbard and Najee Harris? That's a gamble, but do I you want to take Najee that gamble? Harris, though, to be honest with you, yeah, especially with the yeah, landing well, spots. I mean, can I get yeah, Hubbard yeah. and Najee Harris with such good landing spots as Taylor and Ceh right now? Probably that's, not. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh-huh. You do, are you going to gamble or do you want to go with that? That's the that's. But I mean, that's fantasy at this point. You, yeah. At this point, we're just guessing. Yeah. Um. So we got one more, and this is from uh, Slack. He uh, he had a uh, first thing I had to do. I had to go over his team. He, I will say this in our home league. He's the trade guy. He is also the back-to-back champion. You're gonna find out why. So let's go over his lineup before we get to his question because that this is important. I'll do the same thing. I'll do starters and then people of note on the bench. I will exclude um, IDP, but I will say the kicker for Shevin. So Patrick Mahomes, Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, and Will Lutz. Yeah. Hey, Vinny, make sure you pay your money to Mike because you're not winning. Um, the, people don't say no to him for whatever reason. Um, on the bench, Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, Tony Pollard, Damian Harris, Nick Chubb, uh, Tajay Sharp, uh, the aforementioned. Yeah, Nick Chubb is on the bench. Mike Evans, Juju Smith-Schuster, Nikhil Harry, Ian Thomas, Evan Ingram, Jared Cook. And uh, we'll just go down here see if his taxi squad has anything. Yeah, and of course he has Jared Stidham on there too. Um, so he wants to know what would you guys do with the one four? That is what he has. He traded up to get that um, through a variety of moves with a team like his. Um, personally, I would say quit, but that is not an option here. Uh, <laughs> that's not what I would say. Um, I really don't know. Just I would say in this case, take best player available. Yeah, I think because really it really doesn't happen. freaking matter. I think you're really hoping for Dobbins just because you have the team that you can wait until next year. Because mm-hmm. Dobbins is mm-hmm. probably not going to, you know, be super fantasy relevant this year. And with a team like that, it doesn't matter. You I mean you can keep Dobbins just on your taxi the- squad all year? That's wild too. Oof. You yeah, definitely that's wild with the trades. <laughs> and the same thing uh, with Lamb. It might take a year. Or yeah, two. I was going to say Lamb too. But he has he has time to be patient. Yeah. I mean, you're probably going Lamb or Dobbins. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just easy. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> just don't take the pick. Just trade back to next year. Yeah, just give it somebody else. Give somebody else a chance, bro. Jimmy, stop hogging all the good players. Jimmy, you probably agree with all this, right? Just... Yeah, Lamb and Dobbins. Yeah. So, um, also, I just want to take a moment today, Tyler, special fan, Tyler. No, you will not be holding the draft up against this year. Because uh, that second round was painful, okay? And we had started drinking at 7 in the morning during golf. So by that time, we were all quite angry. So there will be no holding up the draft this year. So, hey, listen, that's all we have for listener questions. I had a great time. Um, 
hope you guys all at home are loving our new format you know with the live stream um you know you can talk to us during the podcast which i think is cool too um it's great seeing everyone's beautiful face jimmy it was really great to meet you um before we head out you know we do a verse every week um who has a verse for us this week i don't know if you guys saw my chat or not also i should have asked beforehand for which i apologize if i'm gonna do it i gotta do it quick my phone's at one percent all right so what the heck bro my phone stays at one percent melissa gets so pissed all right here we go we got psalms 119.2 it says blessed are they that keep his testimonies that seek him with the whole heart i mean now is the time to do that man we gotta seek him with our whole heart everything that we do um it's, it's super hard to do right now i mean there's a lot of controversy and a lot of craziness that's going on in the world and it seems like after every show it seems like something else seems to creep up and uh hit the news and hit our uh, twitter feeds so um stay in the stay with the lord man stay true to him give him all you got and he'll pay you back for you beautiful man with a beautiful message. thank you very much Chev. like you're killing it every week yes everyone stay stay safe jimmy again Thank you so much for joining us before we go. And you know what? Thank you for, you know, after we talked to you about what you got going on, uh, thanks for hanging out, answering some questions yeah, with fun. us. Yeah. What I'd like to do is when the season's over, I want to get you back on and I'd like to talk about how the year went. Um, maybe if you're thinking about making any changes, who won everything. So if would you be cool with coming back yeah. on to talk again? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Before we go, um, just give everybody that website and then yep. shout out your Twitter before it's really easy. www.triplesshowdown.com. It's the word triple S and then the word showdown.com. And my Twitter is on the website, but it's also tree fitty, T R E E F I D D Y underscore FF. Tree fitty. Yeah. Tree fitty. Yeah. So, um, Porkman, the man whose takes are greasier than a bodega cheesesteak. Where can we find you on Twitter? <laughs> no, I want one. I want one, Mike. Why you do that to me? <laughs> it's at FF Porkman. And Jeff, where can we find you on Twitter? Yeah, so before I give mine out, man, I just want to say huge shout out to my boy Michael Bauer getting into the Scott Fishbowl League. So that's a big time. Thank you very much. I'm going to rep the Rewind crew hard. Um, Really hoping that you guys get in. He said Scott's only like half a third of the way through, I think. Mm -hmm. So there's still time for all you guys to get in. And I hope you all do. And like I said in our group text the other night, I would gladly give up my spot for anybody here. And I mean that. So And I would throw it right back in your face. Yeah, you earned that, bro. Thank you very much. I'm going to try my best. Nate, until then, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at NateNFL. Nate's doing a lot of good things. Not only is he doing great stuff in the Twitter uh, universe, but he is universally getting under Cody's skin every week just by existing and being a Ravens fan. So, Nate, until next week, can we give Cody a big trust? (laughs) Yeah, big trust. Whoop, whoop for that. So if you are so inclined, you can follow me on Twitter at TheNBauer85. I would prefer you follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. If you haven't, check out our YouTube channel. Check out our Facebook group. Check out our Instagram page. We're doing it all. Until next week, everybody, be kind. Please rewind. Thanks again for listening.